0: You're listening to Selfish the Podcast. This is the place where we make much ado about you. I'm your host, Allie Martin. Thanks for joining me. Wood is the founder and CEO of Brains Over Blonde, a feminist lifestyle platform for women who refuse to choose between femininity and success. Brains Over Blondes provides sassy career and life advice through free content, tools, inspiration, and coaching. Anna grew up in Silicon Valley and is obsessed with female empowerment, innovation, and leadership. She has a Stanford MBA and led sales at Google. She's worked with major brands, including Netflix, J. Crew, and Airbnb. I am so excited for you all to hear her amazing story. Well, thank you so much for talking with me today, Anna. Oh,
1: thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here.
0: So, first, tell us about yourself and what Brains Over Blonde is.
1: Sure. Um, well, a little background on me. Um, born and raised in California. Um, you know, I think I've I've kind of been obsessed with female empowerment my whole life, having uh, struggled with body image issues, bullying, um, and like every woman I know, sexual discrimination my whole life. Um, I wrote my thesis in college. Uh, I went to Berkeley on making diversity in the workplace a strategic advantage. And I didn't know what I wanted to do after school at all. I didn't know... Um, what my passion really was, but I knew I wanted to be an entrepreneur at one point and I wanted to learn and grow as much as I could. So I went to Google. I worked there for a few years, um, did everything from music to online advertising sales, but I wasn't really passionate about online advertising. So I, as a side project, I did some health and wellness coaching. And then I also taught uh, the unconscious bias course, which is uh, Google's diversity training And so then when I went to business school, which I, I just graduated from, uh, this past June, I was basically on this quest to figure out, you know, I knew I wanted to start my own company, but what was it going to be? I wanted it to empower women. I thought I might do, uh, something around, you know, body image empowerment. Um, and I ended up doing my MBA internship at the league which is a dating app, if any of you guys are familiar, a dating app that empowers women. And it inspired me to create this equal partnerships blog that I didn't think anyone would see. But it kind of blew up and it it just clicked in my brain like, oh, maybe this is how women, you know, are going to empower themselves, how women are absorbing information right now. It's all through social media and websites and video. And it's not necessarily from these intensified corporate training programs, which I think are sort of a necessary evil, but don't really get to the root of um, empowering women on a day-to-day basis. They're not fun, people kind of see them as obligations. And so I, I took that first blog down and I, my last uh, quarter at Stanford, I really just created this business plan for Brains Over Blonde, um, which is now uh, live as of August. Um, and what Brains Over Blonde is, is a female empowerment platform for women who refuse to choose between femininity and success because that's something um, that a lot of women struggle with, including myself. It's really all inspired by my personal and professional experiences. I bare my soul on there and I offer free content, everything from articles and downloads and video uh, to personalized one-on-one coaching as well.
0: So was there one particular situation in in your past that led you to, you know, and pushed you to make this? Or what was the driver behind wanting you to empower other women?
1: Oh, I, um, you know, I wish I could say there was one exact moment, but there, there are many and there are a few that really stick out in my mind. Um, one of them was when I was working at Google – I was a top sales performer at my team, and I remember at the end of the quarter, my, we were in a team meeting, and my boss was really celebrating me for doing so well that quarter in front of the whole team. And um, it was a really great moment for me because I had killed myself all quarter; I would worked really hard for that. And at the end of the meeting, we we're all getting ready to leave, and a man on my team, and it, you know, I don't think he was bad-intentioned. I think I think he m- maybe even meant it as a compliment, but he said. Uh, well, maybe if I looked like Anna, I'd perform like her too. And everybody started laughing, and, and my boss laughed. I even laughed because I was like, I didn't know what
0: else to do. Basically, sure. makes you uncomfortable. Uh,
1: yeah, and then but then I went to the bathroom and cried, and it you know I saw like wow, you know it's just these little comments like that that add up over time and just take your power away, take your performance away in an instant, and and attribute it to say your appearance or your emotions or whatever it, whatever it is that that um, these female qualities that people see as weaknesses. Um, and then when I was at Stanford, uh, I learned so much, so many great things about entrepreneurship and leadership. But one thing that really bothered me was that most of my professors were male. Pretty much all of our cases were with male protagonists. Um, you know, the leadership qualities that we studied are studied on male leaders, and their characteristically male qualities, and these wonderful strengths that women characteristically have more so than men things like empathy and emotion, and communication and relationship um, building. Those sorts of qualities weren't valued as much, and sometimes were even seen as weaknesses. And I just thought, That's bullshit. You know, these qualities are part of what makes me powerful. They're part of what made me successful and will continue to make me successful. And I really want to celebrate those qualities because I've just seen time and time again how women basically downplay certain parts of themselves or suppress certain parts of themselves in order to fit into this male-centric corporate world. And it doesn't have to be that way.
0: So with Brains Over Blonde, you talk a lot about building women up and they're focused on themselves. And obviously with this podcast, that's a a similar theme. So talk to us about (laughs) that negative misconception that's out there about being selfish and focusing on yourself. You know, so many people say that's a bad thing. Talk to us about that.
1: Yeah. Well, I love this topic. I love the topic of your podcast. I think Self-interest is interesting because obviously it's not always good, but I don't think it's always bad either. And um, sometimes you have to put yourself first. Uh, one thing my friends and I always, we all started saying in business school is get your needs met. You have to, you have to Get your baseline needs met, take care of yourself in order to be the best person you can be. If I don't have enough sleep, if I'm not eating well, not getting enough exercise, I'm I'm not the best person that I can be. And so you do, you do have to be selfish sometimes and put yourself first. And it makes you a healthier, more grounded um, person. Um, and then the other thing I'll add is women, more so than men, are characteristically givers. And women are... Conditioned socially as well to put others first, especially once they enter motherhood, Um, you know, they're kind of a lot of times the last ones to get their needs met. And women also are less likely than men to make their accomplishments known, you know, men will apply to jobs earlier when they're not qualified, ask for promotions when they're not qualified. Make sure everyone on the team knows what they're doing in the workplace. That's so great. And women just don't do that as often. And it really puts us at a disadvantage. And sometimes you do kind of, I call it flex your female. You do kind of have to just Mm. put yourself out there and be like, I am woman. Hear me roar uh, and make your accomplishments known because no one else is going to do it for you. And definitely take that time for yourself so that you can be your best self.
0: I like that. Flex your female. Yes. (laughs)
1: Yes. <laughs> so
0: you the term female empowerment, it gets thrown around a lot. Mm-hmm. What does that phrase mean to you?
1: Well, I'll start with femininity and say femininity is different for everyone. It's different for every woman. When I am working with women on a one-on-one coaching basis, one of the things I work on is really just peeling back the layers of the onion and helping women get in touch with who they really are as a person and loving, and accepting, and embracing that person, Um, and then getting comfortable showing that person to the world, because so often all of us, but especially women, think they have to be or act a certain way, especially in the workplace, and they sort of lose track of themselves, and people can tell when you're pretending to be someone else, when you're not being authentic, and it is incredibly empowering to just be yourself, own who you are, not apologize for it, you know, know what your strengths are, know what your weaknesses are, and show that to the world. And to me, it's a big part of female empowerment. I think another big part is paving our own way as women. We don't have to do things like you know managing a team, leading a company, starting a company. We don't need to do those things in the same way that men have done so in the past. We can pave our own way, utilizing our own unique strengths.
0: So talk to us about what makes women so uniquely powerful and have those strengths.
1: Yeah, well, well, first of all, of course, it's different for every woman. Um, But, you know, studies show generally overall, women tend to be leaders. They tend to be more empathetic. They tend to build more relationships, stronger relationships. They often can see um, the big picture, not, not as caught up necessarily in data. They have great intuition, which I think is immensely powerful, um, you know, with creative abilities, styling abilities, all of these things that, um, you know, men don't necessarily have as often. Of course, everybody is unique. Um, but, you know, what I talk about in Brains for Blonde is really just finding your own unique power and not thinking you need to be like anyone else.
0: So what is the top piece of advice that you give to women when they are entering the workforce?
1: Oh, that's a great question. Um, Well, one of the main questions I get from women that are, you know, in college about how to get their first job is, what should I do with my life? (laughs) And it makes me kind of laugh because I find it, and I remember being in that place, too. Things have it all figured out. and. The number one piece of advice I have is when you're 22, you don't have to have it all figured out. And I certainly didn't. I, I tell my career story and it might seem like it all made sense in, and I knew exactly what I was doing along the way, but that's in retrospect, everything, everything, seemed clear in hindsight. I can paint a picture that makes sense, but really there were so many junctures on the way where I had no idea what the hell I was doing or what I wanted to do. And so my advice is if you're in that position and you really don't know what you want to do, you don't don't force yourself or convince yourself that you that you know what you want to do or that you love a certain thing and this is what you're going to be doing for the rest of your life because it's just going to limit you. You, and even if you think you do know exactly what you want to do, when you actually get out there and do it, it might not be what you thought. So you really want to keep an open mind. And I recommend just going somewhere where you think you can learn the most, surround yourself by really smart people, um, you know, people you think you can learn from that you look up to, and that's, what's really going to benefit you say five, 10 years down the line when you have a better sense of yourself and you're really, um, ready to take that next step following your passion or learning exactly how you want to spend your life and what you want to do. Um, the other big one is to think about your personal brand. This, this is always true because everyone has a personal brand. It's basically your reputation. Um, and it's great to control that narrative rather than have other people make it up for you. But I think something that's different, even, even from when I graduated college, um, is just how prevalent the digital footprint is. And, You know, women graduating from college these days, their whole lives are online for anyone to see. And so it's really important to craft that powerful, consistent message and put the narrative out there in the world the way you want to be seen because, and that doesn't mean everything that you have online needs to be appropriate for LinkedIn. You can have aspects of your personal life on there. You can show your personality. You can be fun. But But just be aware, be conscious of what you're putting out there and make sure it's in line with your goals. Make sure it's in line with what you want to be known for.
0: And that's so true about women having this expectation of what they're going to be doing when they leave school. And I I feel like so, more often than not, we aren't doing what we went into college to do or what, when we graduated from college, what we thought we would be doing. Mm -hmm. So more often than not, you're not going to end up down that path. So uh, that's, that's a great, um, a point to make just to not pigeonhole yourself, uh, into that area.
1: Yeah, I mean, when I was graduating from college, I barely knew what a blog was, and look what I'm doing now. Mm -hmm.
0: Things change so
1: quickly, so you don't want to pigeonhole yourself too soon. Keep an open mind and just put yourself in a position where you can learn and grow as much as possible, because those are the years where you're going to be super motivated and hungry to absorb information, so you really have to capitalize on that.
0: So as you're coaching women, talk to us about some of the common career mistakes that you see them making.
1: Women, so many women that I work with are putting these false um, boundaries on themselves, I guess. They're not thinking big enough. Um, And that's what I really work with them to do is really imagine all the things you can do and imagine you can do anything and then work backwards from there. Because we as humans, we don't want to fail. We don't necessarily like exposing ourselves or being vulnerable or saying we really want to do or be something that we just don't know if we can do. Because once you say it, once you put it out there in the world, everybody's going to know that you're going to fail that you, if you fail. And so um, that can be really scary to people. And so I I work with women a lot not to limit themselves. I think that's a really common um, mistake or it can just be a regret that you might have in the future. Um And I also think a really important skill to learn is managing up. Like I was talking about before, women don't make their accomplishments known as much as men do. They let other people take credit for their work more frequently. They apply, you know, studies show they apply to uh, jobs when they have every single qualification met, whereas men will apply when they have like half of them met they apply it for promotion, like six months after they're qualified, whereas men apply six months before they're qualified. So we're just not, statistically, women are just not putting themselves out there as much. Um, We're not advocating for ourselves as much. And so other people don't don't know to give us those positions if we're not putting ourselves out there. So it's really, um, you know, you got to learn to manage up. And what I mean by that is be documenting everything you're doing, make sure your manager's aware of what you're up to report back with metrics, always give summaries of your projects. Um, you can't just assume that other people are going to recognize and give credit for your work. That's really your responsibility.
0: That's a great reminder. Um, and as you're, you mentioned a personal brand and and making sure that we're aware of what that reputation is and making sure we're in control of it. So give us some tips on someone that maybe needs to establish a personal brand or even someone that needs to salvage what's left of their personal brand.
1: <laughs> well, I think everyone should think about their personal brand because like I just said, we all have one. And it's basically just the impression, the reputation that you have before you walk in a room and if you are intentional about your personal brand, if you put effort into it, you get to control that narrative. And it's one of the best investments you can make in yourself because I, you know, people get new jobs, they get promotions, they switch industries, they launch companies, they get funding, all based on a personal brand, especially a digital presence and an audience. Um, and so it's one of the best things you can do in a, to invest in yourself. And also if you're working for somebody else, if you're not an entrepreneur it's the one thing that you really own it's the one thing that you can take with you as you move from job to job and it really establishes credibility it can establish you as an expert and if you're in a position where you're looking to switch industries that that can be a difficult thing to do and one of the best things ways to do that is to actually establish yourself as a thought leader as an expert gain credibility online in this new field that you're looking to move into and then when you're applying to jobs you have that credibility, even if you don't have uh, the actual resume work experience.
0: Yeah, that's a great that's a great piece of advice um, because we can always be doing work ahead of time online to build up that message and that brand. So that's right. Professionally aside, personally, what are your favorite ways to be selfish?
1: Ooh, well. <sighs> I think I've gotten so much better at being selfish in the past couple of years. I think I get better at it every year. And what I mean by that is just I'm more willing to say no. Um, I used to be such a yes person. I always I wanted to make everyone happy. I wanted everyone to like me. Now I really don't care if everyone likes me. I'd rather just be myself and be honest. That means a lot more to me than whether or not every single person likes me. But mm-hmm. I think saying no is a great selfish skill that everybody Everybody needs, because when you say yes to something you don't want to say yes to, you're giving up a lot. You're giving up, you know, sleep or exercise or just mental capacity, energy. Um, You're probably not going to give your best effort. And it's better to be upfront and honest about these things just to say no than to give the automatic yes, which is what so many people do. Um, but just like fun things that I do to be selfish. I mean, I love the bachelor real housewives. I like to just turn my brain off and kind of just like kick back and enjoy. Cause I, I do work hard and that's like a great selfish time for me. Those um, are
0: great shows to be selfish <laughs> with. I mean, that they provide you that excellent turn off the brain.
1: <laughs> um, And, you know, I love treating myself, getting my nails done, massage, all of those things. And um, I am, I mean, I'm an extrovert, but I also am someone that needs a lot of alone time. I need a time alone with my thoughts. My thoughts are always moving a million miles a minute. And so a lot of times I get that kind of selfish alone time. My fiance is more of a morning person. He'll go to bed sometimes a little earlier. And sometimes I just get that kind of like silence in the dark to just like, think and have time to myself and process everything so I love doing that as well
0: I completely agree with that and you're one of the first people that have been able to voice exactly what I'm thinking like I'm an extrovert I have no problem being in crowds and talking to people but there's something about like a recharge that happens when you don't have totally. other people's energy around which seems counterintuitive but I completely <laughs> I, I completely understand what you're saying there
1: yeah, I need it every day. Some people don't believe me because I am so extroverted, but I think I'm like secretly an introvert or half and half. <laughs> I don't know.
0: <laughs> is there anything you wish you could be doing more of?
1: Um, Sure. Lots of things. I mean, so exercise is something I used to really prioritize. It was like at least once a day, sometimes twice a day. Uh, a lot of these personal times I've taken for myself have all been gone into my business, I would say, in the last eight months. I, I still think I am getting my needs met and being selfish in that I'm not doing anything I don't want to do. I'm so passionate about what I'm doing. That's why I love working all the time. But I definitely think some of my personal care things like working out, being a big one are kind of things that have gone to the wayside a little bit as I've been focusing on this, on my company. So I, I wish I were doing more of that, um. I lived in the Bay Area in San Francisco my entire life. I recently moved down to L.A., and since I've been so focused on my company, I haven't been as social down here as I always have been in the past, so that's something I want to do more of, and I always want to be doing more travel as much as possible.
0: What else is next for Anna?
1: Well, some of my immediate, or I would say in the next year, Brains Over Blonde goals, one is to launch my podcast. Um, Whoop, whoop. Yeah. So that's just something I like have been dying to do forever. And so, you know, I want to do it. I want to do it right. So that's something I'm hoping to start in the next three months or so. I would say I'm launching my personal branding course soon. Um, But really this year, I just I really just want to focus on empowering as many and reaching as many women as possible and just creating more and more content from them and As an entrepreneur, every day is different. There are so many things that suck up my time besides just creating content. So right now I'm really in a ton of like time management kind of boot camps for myself to try to figure out how I can create more time for content. That's another thing I'm working on.
0: Thank you so much, Anna, for talking with us. I'm really glad that we were able to connect and talk about this uh, much needed conversation that needs to happen today.
1: Oh, anytime. Thank you so much, Allie. This was so fun. I
0: love what you're doing with
1: the Selfish Podcast.
0: You've been listening to Selfish. You can find show notes on selfishthepodcast.com. If you like what you hear, please tell a friend about Selfish and make sure you subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.